Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another spooky, terrifying episode of the Dual Screens podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and we're almost at the end of Halloween Horror Celebration Month. Ugh. It's like I get to pick all these awesome horror games to spotlight for a nice four to, four to five weeks, and now we're getting to the end. It's a little heartbreaking, but fortunately, we have an amazing guest today and an even more amazing game to talk about. So joining us this week is Goran Rysic, developer of Ripout, an online co-op horror FPS that will have players fight their way through hordes of mutants that can reconfigure their alien bodies. Goran, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Hi, uh, thank you, it's going great. Yeah, you're joining us all the way from Serbia. That's 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 I think it's a first for us here on the podcast. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, well, there there are actually quite a few developers now in Serbia, so it's uh, it's quite a live community down here. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what is the game dev scene like in Serbia? It's it's like for the last ten years, it's been growing really rapidly. Like we have the uh, uh, Nordius. Uh, it's a big mobile company that made top 11 uh, and uh, they're, they're, they're very, very successful. And then we have Madhead Games. Hmm. They, are, uh, they signed with Embracer and Sabre uh, this year. So, so they'll be doing double uh, A uh, action games. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of indies here and a lot of mobile studios. Uh, so it's 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 growing, and then there is local Ubisoft as well. Uh, and uh, in uh, other city, Novi Sad, there is a part of Epic Games, uh, like they're doing uh, 3D facial animations, like the, the ones that made MetaHuman. They're from here. So yeah, it's 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 growing. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, Embracer is just on a buying spree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gobbling everyone up. I, I think it's I think it's a battle between uh, Tencent and Embracer, like Tencent from the east and Embracer from the west. And I think that they're in some kind of a competition. Like uh, Embracer is trying to 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 compete with them uh, with the number of studios they're buying and trying to probably make a Western front or something against Tencent that is also buying everything. So so I think that that that's the, probably the reason. Who- who has the biggest dick made of money is what's happening yeah 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 this is a billion dollar company so so it's going to be yeah but but i i really am afraid about the future of this because uh, you know if if everything is going to be one or two companies like uh uh, everyone is going to be like controlled by just just a couple of uh people it's i don't think that's good for diversity uh, of the gaming industry mm. so so that that's going i think uh it's going to mess up some indies and everyone who is left around uh, to, to fight even bigger competitors because it's insane now the number of uh, studios that are linked together under one roof and uh it, it's really it's i don't know I'm not not sure how far it's going to look in a few years. Yeah, it's becoming such a huge part of the conversation. I feel every time there's an indie game that has a small fraction of success with the release, it's always, oh, so and so should just go and buy them. Like, why can't they just be a thing on their own and grow naturally and organically? And 
if they want to be bought out at some point, that's fine. But it's always like this weird, there's a weird conversation about indies being gobbled up by big developers and publishers. And yeah, they are. I, 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 mean, I don't like they, that at all. Yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, it's going to be a singular, singular mindset. So that, that's what I don't like about it. And there is not going to be any freedom about, uh, you know, the course, the gaming industry. And I think in a few years that, you know, how can we compete uh, down the road when, when they they have uh, the large share of the market and you, you're going to be virtually invisible on uh, big platforms like Steam or PlayStation or whatever. So it's it's not going to uh, pan out well for those for, for everyone who is not a part of a major uh, major company. Right, right. So, and... so that, that's I mean it's still cool right now, but uh, if if you see the trend, it's just going uh, just going this one one way road. Yeah, and it's a shame because I feel I turn to the indie community like for your kind of game specifically, where you're trying to do something different. That isn't, it wasn't made out of a formula or a, a focused test group. Like, how, let's make the best selling AAA game to fit all these criteria. It's, this is a passion project with a very specific vision that since it's indie, we own it and it's our vision alone and no one can corrupt that vision. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's uh, that's true. I mean, that that was our uh, like uh, starting point. Like, uh, do do a core horror game with no no restrictions. Like, do it do it uh, for the type of people that really appreciate that without thinking about the broader market. Like, doing a really hardcore '80s themed uh, game, like uh, paying homage to uh, old old horror movies like The Thing or. The uh, the fly or or all those uh, body horrors from uh, the 80s and uh, and doing it uh, and, and not not look, not trying to not emulate the uh, the formula that's like Left for Dead or uh, right or other uh, other uh, games in that genre made but but do do a different type of experience uh, a completely uh, like undiluted experience right and. That, that's where your game comes in because I'm a huge fan of horror. I love specifically the psychological mind-fucky type of horror like a Silent Hill. But yeah. then there's the other side of the coin which I adore and that's the visceral, the body horror, the gross-out things that happen to your body. And Rip Out seems to embrace all the best parts of body horror. So where did this game... Let, let's why don't you give me your sales pitch for what this game is well uh we started uh like uh the the, the basic premise was uh we really wanted to do a game where you land in a uh, in derelict ships and you don't know what to expect so so that was very important for us to to, to have that part of uh unpredictability in, in each mission like not doing the not learning missions by heart but going into uh, into a situation where you don't exactly know what what awaits for you, both in in terms of uh, environment, and then we expanded that and said, okay, but let's do that with monsters as well. So let's have monsters uh, kind of combine themselves, and 
give different uh, uh, different have different abilities, have different attacks each time. So so that's uh, that's how this thing uh, came together, and then it it uh, transitioned itself very well to, to body horror, like uh, having those uh, smaller monsters attached to big monsters and, and create uh, new grotesque. Uh, uh enemies so that that's the basic pitch and on top of that you have uh, a gun that is also alive that's also part of this technology that can uh pull those monsters apart like rip, rip them apart so that's where rip out comes from like uh, attaching to them and just, just ripping them off and also getting those parts and, and making you use them letting you use those parts to, to your advantage so it's it's like a circular thing. They can attach. You you can take them. Uh, they can take you. So it's uh, uh, it it gives uh, a very very like uh, very much uh, uh, freedom to the player uh, how how the player is going to play it and how the the whole situation is going to play out. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So first and foremost, I tried to search in my memory banks for any game that ever had. A, uh, a gameplay mechanism where enemies are merging and combining and changing shape and adapting and becoming stronger and have a different ability set and the only game I could think of where enemies merge and become more terrifying is Tetris <laughs> is there anything yeah. that you know of that I'm missing Like, because this sounds like a first for me I'm not sure. I mean, I've been a gamer for like over 25 years, so so uh, I'm not sure if I did hear about it. I mean, it, it it was really hard coming up with something that's a bit different. Uh, so uh, not sure. I mean, I, I can't say for sure that there isn't a game. There are tons of games, so there 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 probably is something similar. But uh, we didn't. Uh, like look at any other game for that feature so mm -hmm. so i know that it came naturally to us mm -hmm. through through uh like discussions and and uh and the, the, this theme that i was uh, saying about uh unpredictability so that right. that's where that came from so uh i hope not i hope it's a first <laughs> i mean it's always good to be first right <laughs> uh, and yeah today it's it's crazy i mean it's there's so many ideas so many so many games and so many mechanics it's it's really hurts uh uh our heads to to come up with something remotely uh original because you know everything's been done at this point mm -hmm. right so what what does that look like can you give me some examples of the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay when a monster is recombining reconfiguring how does that affect the yep. gameplay and how does that all well for out? instance uh, yeah you you get into a ship you, you board the ship and <clears throat> you look around the room you inspect the room and you, you probably see a type of monster uh that and you see smaller smaller type of monsters and you can inspect what what they're about to do uh if you uh aggro them if you alert them in any way the smaller monsters will rush to the big one and attach themselves so if, if a smaller monster has like uh, a tentacle uh it will attach uh to to the bigger monster and the, the bigger monster will get this tentacle that gives it uh several abilities like the ability to uh, uh to deny your pet gun uh to attack 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 it or attach to it or or it gives it uh, 
uh, a melee, a very powerful melee attack that, that gives combos. So it becomes uh, scarier, it becomes uh, uh, faster and more, more dangerous. And also it gets more health. So each time they, they reattach together, uh, they, get, uh, they get both stronger and they get these new, uh, for instance, melee abilities. But then you have a lot of types. You have uh, like the, the, the shields that, that can attach to them or teleport uh, enemies that, that, uh, that suddenly give these big enemies uh, teleportation so they come to you quickly or, or even uh, projectiles that, that uh, seek you. Uh, even healing, uh, different healing abilities, but uh, you can also, bef before they are alerted, you can grab these uh, smaller monsters with your gun and get these for yourself bef before you start the fight. So there's a bit of stealth mm. as well. You can, you can stealth a bit, inspect the room before, uh, before alerting the enemies, try to, to assess the situation, try to get these smaller enemies uh, if you can get them and and then start the fight like plan it out see see what kind of approach you're going to have so th that's basically mixing and there are, there are a few types of bigger monsters and a lot of types of smaller monsters and they they uh, like have these slots that, that, that they can attach uh, the smaller monsters to them so they can combine different things like they can get both the a shield or or uh, or like some some uh, environmental weapons and uh, melee weapons and, and you have a combination and suddenly this this monster becomes a much bigger threat uh, both in in uh, in health points and in uh, ability to attack. I'm not sure where the fascination for me first began, but I think it was Transformers. The idea of smaller things becoming a giant thing. There's something that's so fascinating about that concept to me <laughs> yeah it, it, it's yeah well it's cool i mean like, yeah it's uh, cool yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it it's it's just just a cool feature i mean it's uh I'm not sure where, where the fascination comes from but yeah definitely i love the transformers when i was a kid especially the big one that you can make out of the smaller ones yeah also, oh the one God. with the cassette and that can that that, uh, that uh, could uh, eject the cassette and that that was also an awesome. Oh, Soundwave yeah. was my favorite. Yes, yeah, Soundwave. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh we couldn't afford a lot of Transformers when I was a kid, but that was one of the few that my mom actually purchased for me, and I adored it. And then she sold it at some point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, how do you keep that? gameplay mechanic fresh is it just like a like a bunch of combinations you guys have planned out for the for the monsters how does that look like in terms of just keeping it very unpredictable as you're playing through the game well we're not going to we're probably not going to throw every type of uh, monster at you at the start and mm. the combinations are going to reveal themselves through mm. the game so we're not going to like give everything at the start uh, so, so we also are experimenting with what good combinations are. Although we absolutely allow for our monsters to take anything, we, we're also going to, you know, give them some direction about what 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 what, what is a preferred model for them to use. So so we get uh, we experiment with different combinations and and try to. Uh, try to be different every time you you enter the ship so so that that's uh, like uh because it's a lot of things are random like the 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 scenarios that pop out like the the waves of monsters that, that come to you and the uh, types of them they're they're always 
somewhat random so so they should should always give a different uh, uh, different feeling each time you come in so so it, it comes down to you know having enough uh, of these types of attacks and these types of abilities uh, that give like a lot of combinations so so once we reach that number where where we we have enough of uh, different uh, different feel each time you come uh, into the ship then then, then we will be satisfied with that so so right now there are like seven types of small monsters and five types of bigger ones so we're going to add a few more and until we get uh, that that feeling okay now 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 it's uh, it's uh, different enough every time and even the levels themselves are procedurally generated too so there's yeah and even an even greater random element that's tossed into the mix just to further yes it's it's <laughs> very important for us for you not to exactly know uh, where they are going to come from and what what's around the corner and, and what is there even a corner and what what doors you can open or not what what uh, so every time you enter we, we like i said we don't want people to to be familiar with uh with the environment too much i mean of course that there is going to be some repetition as you play uh but uh, but it's never going to be exactly the same so so it's very important for horror like if you play dead space that it's a very uh linear experience but because of this you always uh, you always have something new uh, waiting for you, like the next room, and uh, where is the enemy coming from? Where, where, what shaft is it coming out of? What, what closet is it coming out of? So, we wanted to to translate some of that feeling into a multiplayer repeatable experience, re repeatable experience. So, because multiplayer is always a very, very similar experience in in terms of uh, where the enemies uh, come from and what 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 uh, environments you enter, and you learn them by heart, and you. You try to you know be the, the the better you are at the game the better you know uh everything every single corner of it we want the opposite like uh, you, you don't want to feel at ease ever even if you're very familiar with with the game so it's it's a challenge it's still it, it's not we're not 100 percent there yet it's, it's something that we're still working on but that that's the main thing you know like have a fresh game every time you you pop in we, we don't want you to 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 get comfortable yeah, and this is the perfect genre to explore that sort of gameplay element where you can't get by on your memory and trial and error. It's just yeah, exactly it's just a purely skill-driven experience. Like you need to rely on how you use your weapons and survive essentially. Exactly, exactly. So, so, so we want the players to you know go slowly, go go thinking. Uh, uh, there, there is, there are going to be action sequences like you have to go in guns blazing, but that's just a small part of it. The other parts are going to be like, okay, figure out: uh, are you going to go a bit stealth? Are you going to use this type of weapon here? And uh, what would be a, a good approach for each area that, that you're moving through? So. Uh, Th th that is definitely where, where horror comes in. Uh, so so th th this is something that is, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to do a co-op horror game because mm -hmm. when you're with friends, it's not as scary. So this uh, element of uh, surprise is something that makes up for that. But we also uh, left you with a single player experience if you don't want to play with anyone. So it's, it's balanced out for that as well. How do you approach, again, the horror aspect 
with it being a co-op game? Because I feel like you've said before, you, it takes away a little bit of the suspense, knowing someone's there with you to kind of get by. How do you, how do you get rid of that and make it as scary as possible, knowing that there's still someone with you and you can still at any point be devoured by one of these monstrous yeah animals. well first first yeah obviously it's a bit the the uh, the level scale up a bit if, if there are there are more players but of course it's not only about damage uh uh it's about uh the monsters themselves it's not a horror shooter so so there are not a lot of enemies mm. so, so uh, even when you're playing with uh with uh, your friends uh, so it's right now it's three people playing uh we found out that for four-player cop is is a bit messy and it takes away from the tension so it was like our cap we, we tested it and and we got to the number of three that was uh, that was just fine for us for for both the experience and, and the balance of the game and you have to like when you there are three people you have to work together to to take down bigger enemies because it's not going to be like a hundred zombies or something that you, you have to mow down so that, that definitely is not something that's scary just action so right. we wanted to, you know, focus on that one enemy that you you take some time to to get down. So they're, they're like almost like mini bosses. Like uh, mo mo most of the enemies are uh, won't go down with with a few shots. It's you, you're going to have to cooperate. Like use your uh, pet gun, uh, throw at the bigger enemies and throw pet gun at the same time and uh, like three pet guns attached to the monster and and kill it uh, simultaneously. So there is. That cooperation, and instead of just running around and uh, shooting at everything, you have to, like, uh, be careful and and plan this out together. Let's. You keep mentioning this pet gun, and yeah. I, I've seen a couple of videos about it. I've been reading up on it, and this thing looks fucking crazy. So I want you to tell me what this thing does, because I feel like. Another element to your game is not just this whole combining enemies aspect. It's also unique weapons, which a lot of games in the genre tend to shy away from. They go for like the yeah. standard handgun, machine gun. You're like, screw that. We're doing a whole different thing on our end. So let, let's yeah, get into well, that for a little bit. Yeah, that that was also uh, obviously uh, something that that is already a trope in uh, in. Uh... FPS is like you have a standard one, two, three, four, five uh, weapons, and uh, uh, that is something that people are used to. And and uh, being an indie, being an indie uh, developer, we 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 were able to you know just say okay, let's just try uh, the player having just one weapon throughout the game uh, that they can. Uh, uh, like create for themselves. You can put different attachments to it. You can uh, you, you can make uh, make it your own. You uh, you can play how however you you think uh, you should play it. But there is there is like uh, once you're in the the derelict, once you get in the ship, there, there is no changing it. Like if you took something that has uh, a lot of ammo and a lot of firepower. But uh, not necessarily uh, good for for long range or, or short range. Uh, uh, you're going to be throughout that mission stuck with that one. So so we don't want you to you know have have your whole uh, your whole arsenal with yourself uh, throughout one mission. Like you have to decide 
which way you're going to play, uh, and that also adds to both uh, the tactical and, and the scary part that uh, you have to think about. Uh, you have this one weapon, and once you even throw it, because it's a bad gun, you can throw it, and then you're left with a uh, 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 weaker uh, weapon, like you have a, a pistol uh, that that's uh, uh, that's present once the uh, the uh, pet gun is tearing through the enemies. Uh, so, so you'll be left without it. So, uh, the pet gun uh, is uh, adds another element uh, that that you lose your your main weapon while using it. So you have to balance it out, and also it it, it adds to to fear as well. I mean, you're you're in this big, scary, bland, uh, dark rooms without your weapon. So it's uh, also uh, it's also a good factor for 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 us to to know exploit horror from so uh and it itself is a is a scary creature so so it's something that uh, uh everything in this uh, world uh, is is some kind of mutated uh, scary uh technology so uh basically you have like the main mods for for the the pet gun you have like w w what type of uh firepower you're going to have like is it going to to spew fire or is it going to uh spew a laser or something but then you attach other stuff like uh acid damage to it or more uh, faster firepower or more, more ammo or uh, more, more precise uh, so so there are a lot of mods for it as well just like you have a lot of mods for monsters because this is the same type of technology you can uh, also mod mod your uh, uh pet gun so so it becomes also uh, this uh, this mutant itself that, that, that combines all that together it sounds like there's like a risk reward thing going on where you can yeah use yeah, it as we're like, trying to do that yeah yeah like you can use exactly. it as like a full-blown blaster you know or take a chance send it out and it can sort of harness the enemy's powers but then you yourself are left weekend momentarily and more yeah exactly vulnerable. you're going to yeah. have to decide what what is a good time to do that like if you're fighting three enemies at one time uh and you want to like uh throw your pet gun at one of them uh you're going to have to be sure that the other two are not going to kill you during that time so so that is always uh like a timing thing when you're going to use it like when it's one versus one it's, it's probably easier to to do it but when you get one or two enemies it's uh more than it's uh it's a decision making process like give or take so yeah well that's what you have co-op you can tell your friends hey i'm throwing yeah the exactly. I'm, I'm throwing the exactly. peck on out give me some cover fire for a good few minutes yeah yeah as well so so that they will like i said uh we hope the players will cooperate a lot about about this feature so uh, so you mentioned like having a loadout and then there's missions is the structure just like that you pick from a series like a list of missions and then you pick like a pet gun sort of configuration and you go into that you're mission? going to have you're, you're going to have your hub ship mm -hmm. uh, so you start with your hub ship and this is the your base of operations like you can pick out your suit and you can pick up uh, pick out those different uh, configurations for the pet gun before going into mission and uh, on your ship uh, you will have a map of the uh, the sector that you're in the galaxy sector that you're in and uh, on that map you'll see these spaceships and you choose which spaceships you're going to land on and as you progress through the game you're going to unlock a few abilities for your hub ships so they can scan the ships and tell you 
a bit about what to expect like uh, okay there are a lot of these types so take this if, if you want but it's not necessarily uh, like uh, uh, something that we want to force the players to, to do like uh, use a certain type of weapon for a certain type of mission that's not going to happen it's just that maybe we want them to, to know some part of the information before going in and uh, and create the, the weapons accordingly I mean uh, before, beforehand so so in your uh, hub ship the, there would be a practice range that you can practice your, your weapons with and uh, you will definitely uh, ha collect even craft new weapon pieces does the game have like an overarching story to it like as i'm playing out missions like is there yes a, a finite yes, end is. to the experience yes uh, kind of i mean you do reach the end but then you start the journey over i'm not going to give away exactly how it okay. goes but, uh, yeah it it's uh, uh it does have a, a story arc that uh, that will be presented through missions and uh, things found in the derelict we're not having like uh, cutscenes or anything like that. I mean, we're mm. we're not uh, we're like focusing on on uh, environmental lore and uh, uh, lore found throughout the mission. So not everything is going to be spelled out, but there's definitely a story, a reason, and a goal mm -hmm. that that you have to reach throughout uh, uh, a number of missions. We we still haven't uh, like uh, locked down the the number of sectors and uh, ships that you will have to. Uh, complete before uh, reaching the end but it's it's probably going to be about four or five hours of, of uh, gameplay but then uh, you you start over in in a very organic way and and continue the journey and since since uh, the uh, the structure is random it's not like you'll be playing the exact same thing again so it's it's going to be that there are some roguelite elements to it as well. Like if you fail uh, a certain uh, derelict ship, if you get killed, you can never go back to that ship again. So it's, you're never going to uh, uh, have to repeat the same mission. You're going to maybe get a similar mission or a similar ship, but uh, right. the exact same one you can't learn. Like you die, you die in that, and uh, you, you restart that ship. Again. You restart from your hub ship and choose another one. What a, what's been the most challenging part of putting this disgusting masterpiece together? Well, uh, two things actually. It's uh, the uh, procedural generation of the uh, uh, levels. So definitely trying to 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 make it uh, seem organic and seem seem like uh, uh, you know uh, avoid the usual pitfalls of uh, procedural generation of it looking cheaper than it should. Mm. And and giving it like uh, uh, like this this uh, unique feel each time you enter the ship. So we're still working on that. And of course, AI of the enemies because it changes constantly with these uh, attachments, these, these uh, smaller enemies. And it's it's a lot of challenge to do the enemies that uh, that that constantly get new abilities or lose abilities. Uh, uh, th those two things, uh, I think, are the most challenging at this point. We still haven't gotten to the optimization of the, the whole thing yet, so so we'll, there, there are some challenges ahead as well. Yeah, I think a really good example of procedural generation done right is most recently Returnal. I think nailed that in their gameplay oh, design. I didn't play it yet, but 
cool. I should check it out if, if they did that. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's got creepy sci-fi monsters, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I saw it looks great. I, yeah. I should check it out. Yeah. yeah. But then I can think of a game that did it really poorly. And that's it was like a Metroidvania game called Chasm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It yeah. just it looked so boring and so samey. Like, yeah, it's like, it's it's a danger with procedure like like right. to, to get the you, you try to to do all this to so, so get variation, but then you get variations of the same thing. That's right. that's uh, that's a problem. So yeah, we we we've been running into those problems. So we are we're trying to mix it with uh, some uh, pre-built uh, stuff, uh, mixing it with the generated stuff. So we'll see. I mean, that there's there's still a lot of content that we have to do and. Like it's very important for us for, for you to feel that you're you're in a different spaceship when you when you land. So yeah, we, we have uh, we we definitely are looking out for that uh, pitfall. So when can I play this masterpiece in the making? When's it out? I know well, it's next year, but when exactly? It's next year. I'm really not sh- not not sure. I mean, whatever I say, it probably won't be true. But but certainly not before early summer. So okay. not before early summer. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening in February next year, so that's you can totally skip that month. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, there are, it's it's going to be a very busy year. For let let all the big shit come out. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, there's so many big games right now, so it's it's very hard to to stand out. It's uh, it's like competing for our time that that is getting uh, more <laughs> as you grow older the less time you have to play these games so yeah, yeah but there, like there's a lot of content there is but you say that and i can look at your game and be more excited for that than a triple a big budget title but thank you. I, I hope I hope uh, others see that as well. <laughs> because I, so. I, I can look at your game and I feel like, because I grew up, you know, the Nintendo era, but primarily when I was, you know, an early teen, it was all PlayStation 1 and 64 kind of games. Yeah. And this game looks like the design philosophy and the mindset is from that era where you wanted to be creative and it was like the wild west anything goes in game yeah exactly that 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 is that you touched upon something that i've been feeling too i mean the bigger the games got the less risk they take Mm -hmm. because the teams are too big now like 100 plus people and uh, the the investments are insane and making a, a risky game is is almost impossible for for bigger teams and in era of like uh, PlayStation One, where, where where the teams were much much smaller and the, the the games were much cheaper to make, there were a lot of risks being taken. And yeah, I, I miss that era too. I mean, the the, uh, uh, the those early horror games and early FPS games mm-hmm. tried new weapons, tried new enemies, tried new 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 approach to levels. So that's exactly how we feel as well like we are, we're looking more backwards than than forwards like we're looking like at 80s horror like i said and uh, and even more 90s shooters like when when it was fun to to get the new game and see oh what type of gun do they think of yes. this one and what mm-hmm. kind of exactly you know it was very, very exciting for me to to get get a new shooter and get a new crazy weapon even if it doesn't work well but you know it, it, they tried something else now it's very 
you know, you, you know exactly what you're going to get with, with shooters. So it's it's gotten a bit uh, predictable. So yeah. Yeah, because this game looks like it could have been dreamt up in that same era, but the tech wasn't quite there to make it a reality. But now it exists to make a game yeah. that can do all these fucking yeah. stuff. Yeah. <sighs> and, and again, especially horror, you talk about taking risks and AAA. It's like, save for if you like the Resident Evils of the world. It's, you know, I feel horror specifically is lost on most AAA developers. Yeah, I think it's it's probably doesn't have as wide audience as as other like more mainstream shooters provide. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. it's uh, that's the reason that you know you're not gonna see a a, a big budget uh, horror game. I mean, not of this type at least. I mean, you you do right. have uh, a great game like uh, uh, World War Z. That it's a good co-op uh, game. Uh, however, it's not that scary uh, mm. in terms of you know it's it, it is in the horror genre, but it's not in the same genre like right. Resident Evil or, or the old Resident right. Evil. So it's it's not so. Yeah, I know where where you're coming from. So yeah, yeah that, that that was the same. Uh, that was the same sentiment we had when we like we said, okay, uh, what can we do that that they can't do because of the. Uh, the big budget and the big responsibility and obviously body horror is one of the things that comes to mind uh it's it's things that's going to obviously that are going to uh, uh keep some of the audience members away but the ones that are there i think are very passionate about yes. this type of genre yeah see and this goes back to why not everyone should be acquired by someone or bought out by someone because games like this need a space to exist free of like well this is too risky i don't know about this let's change this up let's give it more of a formula but yeah i'm glad that you guys can exist and make a game as creative as this and as risky and as grotesque and off-putting and i'm in love with it <laughs> so in love with this game yeah thank you <laughs> this is very good to hear well, yeah, I hope it works out. <laughs> I hope that this proves that we can uh, go ahead and make more, more scary and horrible games uh, along the way. So that that's our plan. So to make a studio that that that's get make these kind of niche games and not not go into mainstream too much. But of course, this has to be financially viable at the end of the day. So let's see if there is enough of an audience for for this game when it comes out. Yes. All right, Goran, I think it's time for some rapid fire questions. Let's sort of okay. bring the show to a nice little Shoot. point. Um, I think first and foremost, when discussing horror and the things that terrify us, what what image do you conjure up when I ask you what what scares you the most? I wouldn't necessarily say an image. Mm. But uh, the fact that something is unknown, the nature of the universe itself and the unknown things in the universe. And that's where also good space horror comes from. Like uh, you, what you don't know is something that scares you, a monster that you don't really see or, or can just get a hint of or, or uh, some type of... Uh, uh, a phenomenon that uh, that is scary but uh, cannot be explained. 
I think this is something that, uh, that that is really scary for me, and that that uh, that hint of uh, uncertainty and uh, and uh, something that we cannot fathom is uh, is where good horror comes from. Even body horror. I mean, mm. it's uh, even the thing that is exclusively like body horror. You don't exactly know what it is and what it wants and uh, where it came from. So these are the things that that keep it scary. So that's, I think that that would be the uh, uh, the thing that does it for me. Of course, uh, wrapped in a good, uh, gory, uh, <laughs> gory monster always. But uh, the, the really the, the scary horror is 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 always the one that that is a, a bit uh, beyond explanation. God, you must love Lovecraft then. That's... Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I, I read a lot of Lovecraft back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So definitely, yeah. I mean, that, that that's 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 exactly because he always uh, like explains things by saying you cannot understand how horrible it is and you cannot fathom it. So that's where he's coming from. Like, if you explain it, if he said exactly, okay, it has three tentacles and uh, it bites your head off, it's not as scary as you know something that's mysterious and uh, is is not fully explained and just just it's here partially in in a physical form but the the, the scary element is otherworldly mm-hmm. yeah i think that's also why horror set with that deep space backdrop works well compared to something that's set on earth because you have that additional element of isolation and the unknown of like the dark scary void of outer space behind you exactly you're, you're not you're not you're not at your home planet you're not at your home you everything is unknown there is nothing to fall back on that's that's the point of space i think that's 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 the beautiful and scary thing about space it's uh, completely unexplored completely uh uh you know surprising what what can happen and this is i think space horror can be the the scariest horror of it all because of this backdrop if if I'm casting you in a horror film, which person are you? Are you the final girl that beats the monster? Are you the in-between person that dies towards the end maybe trying to save someone else? Or are you the guy that looks for the cat and then dies <laughs> like in the first movie? I certainly hope I'm not the guy with a cat, but I probably would be some guy giving advice and then getting killed himself, mm. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, so in between probably. Yeah, yeah, you're the guy that people are actually sad when they die in a horror movie. Like, oh, why yeah, did that yeah. guy have to die? He was, he was so good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, the, the, like the guy from Shining. The, 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 the oh. Yeah, like yeah. that, that horror trope. Yeah. The mentor type. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he tried so well to save the family and then he got axed right in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel quite comfortable with being that guy. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned yeah. Shining because I have my Halloween costume. It's from uh, oh. Clockwork Orange, another uh, Stanley Kubrick oh. movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome movie, awesome movie. Yeah. Hey, I was told to be a 70s theme, so I was like, all right, that's, oh, that's cool. super 70s, and it's also Halloween-like, so it's if it's... Yeah, it is. It, it is. It just does have a, 
even more horror to it than some horror movies. I mean, the, the yeah, clockwork orange is scary. I mean, yeah, it's a scary movie. And now I own a big plastic cod piece, which is incredible. That's just part of my <laughs> wardrobe awesome. now. <laughs> did, did you make it or did you oh, buy no. it somewhere? I, I, no? I, can't, I can't do that crafty cosplay uh, stuff. I just, okay. it's like, okay, let me go online. What looks not cheap? That costs some yeah. money. Order it, ship it, done. Um, let's say one of your colleagues or a close friend gets a phone call in the middle of the night saying that you've been arrested for committing a crime. What crime have you committed? Probably killed someone. Oh my god! <laughs> in self-defense. In self-defense. Yeah. Oh, okay. In self-defense. <laughs> in self-defense. That 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 that's type of a, a middle of the night scenario. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I see you as like maybe you were trying to intervene. Or help someone out. Yeah. And then things well, well, I'm thinking probably something happened at home, some kind of a home invasion scenario. Oh shit! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Let's say I put you in a home invasion movie. What? What's your? I probably would. I I, I have an axe handy here in my room Love if it. I can find it because it's a real mess. But I have a very very sharp axe, so I think I'd go for the axe. I don't have a gun. So, mm. but I have a very good hand axe. So probably that I I, I go for that. Is it like for wood chopping? What do you use it for? I'm uh, I'm actually not sure. I think it was, I bought it for something ten years ago, and it just it just standing here. Uh, I think it had some use. Uh, I'm not sure what it is right now. But it's not wood chopping. I don't use wood, but it, right. it was bought for something. Yeah, but but nothing sinister. I, I guarantee it. You need to like have it like either like up against a mantle or like on a wall and be like, oh yeah, that's my home invasion axe. I keep it there when <laughs> I need it. When the time yeah, comes. I should. I should get it out. Really, you reminded me. But it's 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 among the the collectible toys that I have. So so it's somewhere somewhere hidden. So. Yeah, I should get it out just just in case. What was the last horror movie or game that had a big impact on you that really got like under your bones and terrified you more than you thought? Well, it was? the last that really terrified me was Hereditary. Oh that my was God! Yes. Yeah, so so that was the best one in several years. Not sure I've seen something as good as that in a mm. long time. So it was really a masterpiece, in my opinion. It's 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 really it's really dark and and it's it's really keep, keeps uh, uh, keeps you in a mood for a few days afterwards as well. So yeah, yeah, that kind of that stays with you long after you watch it. And I yeah, love, yeah, I mean, uh, like Ari Aster loves those family dramas. He's like so good at that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very good that he put a family in center of this satanic cult and mm -hmm. uh, these uh, these demonic possessions. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's done in a very, very new, new, fresh way, and it's it's done much, uh, much more seriously than than I've seen uh, in a long, long time. It's uh, the attention to detail and obviously going through the lore of it all. I mean, that there was obviously a lot of research done and a lot of uh, 
a lot of careful planning and shots. I mean, it was it was really not like your average horror movie. Yeah, they don't make them like that as often as they should. Yeah, they don't. I mean, I mean, it, it was a passion project for him, so it's uh, it's obviously uh, it, it doesn't come on come around often enough. So as for the games, I'm not sure that I played scary games recently uh, i didn't uh, i didn't catch anything that was that, that really uh, attracted me that much so i don't know all right fair enough fair enough uh well on that topic um if i if you were given the chance to make a sequel or a reboot of an existing horror ip that's sort of been dormant for a while or just didn't have a really good last game that came out recently what franchise would you pick well in games i mean sequels that they're, they're, they're you know i i love the suffering oh game. my god that that's something that i, would, I don't I hear would that name enough that's a good one yeah, I loved that game back in the day. I mean, it was so good. It, I think it was very underrated. I mean, it's uh, it, it doesn't come up uh, often enough, but it was very, very uh, like uh, creative. It, it was original. The monsters were excellent in there, and the atmosphere was also. I mean, everything about the game was uh, was fresh to me at that time, and that that's something that that that, that kind of uh, a game definitely. I mean, the different types of uh, prisoners that died and, uh, yes. and came back as those creatures and everything. I mean, it's uh, it's a real good setting. Yeah, and again, you would think that would have happened long before it did, but it's like the idea was right there. A horror game in a prison cell. Like, that sounds... Yeah, yeah. It's sounds horror in a prison. So and, and, yeah, and on an island. These are yeah. Islands, so everything is, is very good in that game. And, and you know, the, the monsters would like... Uh, syringes on their uh, on their fingers and uh, the, all, all those different types of deaths it's it was really uh, like uh, you could really get into that world right so, so yeah I, I like that that would be something that i'd love to work on if, if anybody was making a sequel to that i'm actually if i don't forget i'm gonna download both games right now so i can play them <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to revisit it again. Yeah, I, just, I don't know if they did. I don't think they did a remaster or anything. Or no, version, no, I'm I'm big on emulation, so I just yeah. I, I, I play them off the off the PC. Um, here we go, suffering. Thank you so much for that. Okay, let's see. <laughs> <Where, laughs> this promoting piracy at the end of the show. Um, yeah. Let's Pir piracy say... is big here in Serbia still. Really? Still yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, like uh, it never went away. Like we did get some, uh, like Microsoft when they came to Serbia like uh, twenty years ago or something. They started like uh, checking up on companies and and checking up on everybody having the the, the original Windows and stuff like that. But mm. lately. It's just been abandoned. Like nobody cares anymore. So, so piracy is booming again. I think so. It's. I mean, there are a lot of people buying originals. That wasn't the case before, uh, but uh, but also a lot of uh, a lot of piracy as well. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, my my thoughts on that is if it's old enough where I can no longer purchase it off of a platform or a service, I'm gonna I'm gonna emulate. Like I have all the Nintendo games, Game Boy, Genesis, PS1. You know. Yeah. You know, I gotta yeah, pre- I know. I gotta preserve them somehow. I'm not gonna spend eighty bucks for like a PS1 classic, whatever the hell they call it, for like two. Yeah. If I really like it, like even if I have a pirate uh, copy, if I really like it, I will buy it. I mean, I will buy it, but there are like so many crap games that I play, and then then I would be really, really <laughs> sorry if I, I bought them all for full price. And like it, it was always like the, the uh, average pay in Serbia is lower than like uh, average pay in the Western countries. So. So it was always like 60 bucks here was a bit more than you'd you'd, uh, you'd want to spend, you know. So so it it was uh, like if if they wanted to uh, to decrease piracy in these parts, they should they they, they should sell games for cheaper uh, compared to the uh, to the average pay. So that that was the biggest problem here, and that's why piracy bloomed like it, uh, it, it, even before the, where it was even bigger. Uh, Wow. Difference between pay than 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 it was, and and of course we didn't, never had any uh, serious law about it over here. I mean, there is a law here now, and somebody sometimes gets fined, but uh, mostly, I mean, you can download uh, a lot of stuff and get away with it. Yeah, pretty I, easy. I, I even I feel guilty whenever like a really good indie game is on Game Pass, and I'm like, I want to, I like to buy the game and support the developer directly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's it's. I mean, I'm even more. There is a bigger chance for me to to actually buy the game if I try it, uh, right? The pirate version, and then I like it, and I say, okay, I'm I'm, I'm definitely I I want to have this uh, original and have all the achievements and everything uh, fully unlocked uh, within original. But if uh, it's and, and maybe if I didn't uh, get the pirate, I wouldn't even think about the game and I wouldn't have bought it at all. So right, right. It's like uh, 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 it, it goes both ways. I mean, does, yeah. uh, I am basically against uh, uh, fully going piracy, of course, but it does help uh, like educate uh, exactly. a lot of kids like, that, yeah. that wouldn't have their pocket money to 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 spend on on a lot of types of games. So mm-hmm. they get into gaming and eventually they they start buying games. And I think that this is what uh, CD Projekt Red uh, they're also saying, like uh, they're giving. Uh, uh, like the Witcher and everything that they, they know there's a lot of piracy going on with their game but it just gets them more audience that eventually because they love the game are going to buy the original so uh, right. more people I think are going to buy that original and I don't think they're actually going to skip on buying the original because uh, they, they have a, a pirate version I think rather if there was no pirate then the, the uh, uh, the whole uh, audience would be smaller in those parts of the world where, where, where games are much, much more expensive per average user. So, so there has to be a balance, I think. Yeah, of course. All right, Goran, I think I have one last question to ask you. A fun one, too. Rip Out comes out next year. A huge, huge success. Commercially, <laughs> critically. Just, you have like yacht money. That's how good the game is doing. And you and your team are out celebrating. And you get really, really 
just drunk and destroyed, like fall down drunk. What, what word best describes you when you've had a little too much to drink? Oh, describes me or the team? <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, you can you, you can you can answer both if you want. <laughs> you can be the team first well, and yourself. Me, me personally, I get very friendly. Like mm. I, I get huggy and friendly mm. uh, when I'm drunk. Uh, so 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 you. If you catch me drunk, that's not very often. I mean, I, I don't get drunk like maybe once in a few years. You'll you'll get me in, in that state, but I'm very friendly at that point, and I think I love everybody at that that uh, that time. So so very good. And I think uh, the rest of the team don't know if I've seen everybody drunk, but uh, from what I know, either they get quiet or they get uh, uh, like in the mood for music or something. But Everybody's pretty positive when drunk. We don't have aggressive drunks on our, our side. So, so yeah, it's a happy time all around. All right. All right. I love it. All right, Goran. Uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, where can we follow the project, the game? Give us all of the social media info. Well, I think Discord and Twitter are the best for... Uh, for immediate information that we give out about the game, so so everything that uh, that comes out is going to come to to Twitter or Discord. So so you can Great. everybody can just come to Discord or Twitter and and we answer all of the questions that we can about the game and we give out new information regularly. So everyone's welcome there, and of course the Steam page is there, so it's uh, it's updated from time to time and it's going to be more updated as we get near the end uh, great. great all right yeah and we'll include all those links below for everyone to follow you great. guys and great. Nice. This, this game because you know that algorithm needs some assistance so we'll get you up there as best we can okay great thank you all right that will do it for this week listeners thank you so much Goran this has been a pleasure I mean the game looks sounds incredible I cannot wait to play it next year and um, yeah thank you for joining me and listeners we're getting to the end of spooky games month um, there's a few more big ones coming down the pipeline between now and maybe some will leak into November because I overbooked some stuff because I like scary games so Zoomy. But uh, until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you, Goran. And as always, please be excellent to each other.